And we're going to go to the book of Numbers, chapter number 21 is where we're going uh, in the Word today. The book of Numbers, chapter number 21. And I'll always say that uh, God brings me the Word to me and for me. And then uh, I'll always share what God has given to me, for me. So, and you can share some of the food that's on that table that the Lord has given to me, for me. Because it's uh, God's word is for God's people. Amen. Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter number 21. Father, we come now and we say thank you. We, we ask Holy Master that you would just come and you would just feed us and allow us to dine at your table. And Father God, help us to, to consume, to digest the word that you have given us. And then, Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that we will take this word and apply it to our lives. And that we will learn, Father God, um, that what you would have us to know. And we just uh, excited in you today, Lord. We just bless your name. We honor you, God. And we reverence you. We adore you. So, Father, have your way in this place. And we thank you. We thank you for your spirit being present with us. And we just give your name praise and glory. And remember Tasha and Ryder, wherever that situation is in that emergency, God, we just know that you've got it already taken care of. We just bless you and honor your holy and righteous name. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> Numbers chapter number 21. Numbers chapter 21 in the book of Numbers. Um, few that I guess maybe Saturday, last Saturday, God gave me this word. On Saturday night, he gave me this word. And, and I, uh, uh, as I said to the Lord, uh, I, uh, even this morning, I'm still pondering on a key element here in the word. But, uh, and, and God gave it. He, he, he's just an awesome God. He will reveal to us what we need. Uh, the topic the Lord gave me was look and live. Look and live. Numbers chapter 21, starting at verse number 1. The Bible says, And when King Arad, now that word Arad there means a wild ass. <laughs> In the Hebrew it means wild ass. It also means a fugitive. It says, And when King Arad the uh, Canaanite, now that, that word Canaanite there means a peddler. And a peddler is one that sells things and then takes that to have to acquire money. And <clears throat> so it says, uh, and, uh, and when King Arad, that, that wild ass spirit, that uh, future, uh, fugitive spirit that's within us, that, that peddler spirit that goes about, you know, that's not stabilized, that's always on the move, that, that, that's trying to, 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 to operate in its flesh. And that, that, that wild ass spirit, y'all know what kind of spirit that is. You know that spirit that rises up in us sometimes that's not of God. Now watch what happens in this word. Just think about, you have to think about what, what the world got to say. It says, which dwelt in the south. Now that spirit, that, 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 that fugitive spirit that, that's within us, that old petrol spirit, that wild ass spirit that's within us, it dwells in the south. And the south means a parched place or it dwells in a place of drought. In other words, that, 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 that spirit that, that, that we have and we carry, it, it, it's in a parched place. It's, it's, it, it's, it's in a place where there is no water, there is no life, you know, uh, and, and, and where we, we, we're not where we need to be in God. So then it goes on to say, if it heard tale 
that Israel came by the way, not in the way, but by the way of the spies. Then he fought against Israel. Israel means he who rules as God. And took some of them, what? Prisoner. So God says, he said, brother, that's a spirit in you. That's a spirit in all of us. That's that wild-ass spirit, that, that fugitive spirit that's, that's on the run, that whenever it sees you trying to make your way back to the way, it will fight against you. It will fight against the fact that you're trying to go in the right direction. So, and, and if you're not careful, you can become captive. It, it will capture you. You can become a prisoner to it. Now, watch what happens. Now, we see the situation in verse number one. We see it. Now, verse number two says, And Israel bowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. Uh, and in verse number two, it's, it's saying that when we recognize that that spirit is operating, then when we go to God in prayer, he who rules as God, Israel, when we go to the Lord in prayer and make a vow to God that, God, if you do something, then I will do something. In other words, he says, I'll destroy, I'll utterly destroy that city. I'll destroy that dwelling place. You see, that we have spirits on the inside, and, and unless we get that, that, that wild-ass spirit out of us, and, and, and it has to, it's like a stronghold. It has to come out. So, so, so the, way that, the way it is done, we have to go to the Father and pray and ask him uh, to help me with this spirit. Amen. Help me, God, with, with this, this future spirit that's always on the run, uh, that's living in, in this dry place. In, in, in my life. And when we make that vow unto God, we, we have to make sure we abide by the vows that we make unto the Lord. Now watch what God does when we, we surrender and we submit and we cry out to him. Verse number three says, and the Lord did what? Hearken. In other words, the Lord heard, he, he listened to the voice of Israel. He hears, God heard. And when he hears, and when our cry is sincere, the Bible says, and delivered up the Canaanite. Remember that, that Canaanite is, is that, that, that old petless spirit in us. You know, he said, here, when we cry to him, God says, I, I hear your cry. Not only do I hear your cry, but I will deliver you from that old bad spirit. And then he says, and they utterly, uh, utterly destroyed them. And their cities, their dwelling places, their stronghold. See, you've got to get rid of that stronghold. Because, see, the stronghold is where that, that, that bad spirit dwells. So, so God says, at that point, everything is going to be destroyed. And says, and their cities. And he called, watch this. And he called the name of the place Hama. Okay, God, what does that word mean? Hama. What does that word mean? Whenever everything is released and everything is taken out and when those spirits are destroyed, then it's, even though it's the same place, it has a new name. It's a, it has a new name. Now, that word, Hormon, that means devotion. Now, where, where all that, 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 future, that, that fugitive spirit or that wild-ass spirit, where it was, that spirit of rebellion, where it was, now what's happening is this. Now that place, because of that which is being destroyed, now it has become a place of devotion. 
it has become a place where we commune with God. It has become a place where we commune with God. Now watch what happens. Now, you see, you see God did, 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 did a miraculous miracle for them and for us. He did a miracle. They cried out because of, of the battle. Then he turned around and he placed them in a place of communion with him and devotion. We can never forget what God has done in our lives. Never, never. Now, what's verse number four? What's verse number four? And we won't be long before you this morning. Verse four says, And they journeyed, what's the next word? From Mount Hor, by the way of the Red Sea. That's a stop. And they journeyed from Mount Hawk. Now, Mount Hawk means the mountain of mountains. It means the face of God. So I said, God, what are you saying? He said, even though a miracle had taken place, he had placed them in a place of, of communion or devotion, they left that place. Bible says they journeyed from. So God says, whenever you leave from the face of God, there's some things that takes place. They journeyed now. It says they left it. They journeyed from my heart by the way, not in the way of the Red Sea. By. And remember that. Remember that about the Red Sea. Because there's some things that God is going to reveal to us that really, that's really there in our, in our travel uh, through our wilderness and Red Sea experiences. And some things never touches us. However, whenever we leave the face of God, then God allows some things to touch our lives. Hmm. Remember now, they journeyed from, they left the, they left the face of God. Then it goes on to say, to compass, me surround, the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Hmm. Discouraged. The souls of the people, they were discouraged. It, it, it was difficult. And, it was, and the reason why God said it was difficult, uh, not so much because of the way, uh, is the fact that they had left the face of God. They had left the face of God. And whenever you leave the face of God, when you go through your trials and go through the situations and circumstances in your life, then it's going to become more difficult in your life. You see, God makes it It's something about knowing the presence of God and being in the presence of God, knowing that the Lord, he himself, is on your side. Whenever situations arises in your life, it makes it a whole lot easier. When you know that you got God on your side. When you know you got the Holy One, the Sovereign One, that, that, that you can go to and you can cry out to, it makes that way that you're traveling a whole lot easier. But the Bible says because they had left the face of God, they went back by the way of the Red Sea. And I said, God, what do you mean by the way of the Red Sea? He said, when I understand what history says, and talks about the Red Sea and the pardon of the Red Sea. He said, but what had happened, even though they went by the way of the blood, the Red Sea is representing the blood, even though they went by the, the way of the blood, there are some things, it says, by the way, not in the way of the blood, but by, going by. When you go by something, that means you don't actually go by the place, or, or not in the place, you're going by the place. So they, they end up in a place of difficulty. 
Yeah, because sometimes when we go through a thing so long, <laughs> hey, you get tired. I mean, it, it's just you get you get tired. You get tired. Now, watch what happens when we leave the face of God and we become discontented. Discontented. Verse five says this, and the people spake against God and against Moses. It says, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Now, we know that wilderness means this old existence of life, this old earthly existence of life. For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathe this light bread. In other words, they say they hate this light bread. Now, before we, we begin to endow in, in, uh, in verse number five, let's look at, uh, and we want to look, look at something in verse number four. Let's look at Psalms 32. Let's look at Psalms 32. Psalms chapter 32. Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Look and live. Psalms 32. And we're going to look at verse number eight in Psalms number 32, verse number 8. Remember now, as they was talking about in verse 4, how they had gotten discouraged along the way, but they had left the face of God. They had left the face of God. Psalms 32, see, God would die for us. He, he tells us how he's, he, he does things for us. Psalms 32, verse number 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee, did he say by the way or did he say in the way? In the way. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my what? Eyes. God says, I will guide you with my with my eyes. So therefore we have to have the eyes of God in, in order to be able to know the direction that we need to go in. And then watch verse number nine. I, I, at first when I read verse number eight, and I said, God, I thank you for, for helping me to understand that if I trust you and follow you, then I, I will be guided by your eye. Because see, he already knows our ending from our beginning. He, he already knows the pathway that we're going to take. He knew that before the foundation of this world. Even before we were consumed in our mother's womb, God already knew about our life. Now watch what verse number nine says. Verse 9 says, in, in uh, Psalms 32, verse number 9 says, Be ye not as the what? Horses. Be ye not as the horses, or as the mules, which have no understanding. Don't be like the horse, and don't be like the mule that does not have an understanding. So I took a liberty to look up uh, the nature of a horse. It says, uh, by nature... A horse is wild, is ungoverned, is unwilling to be caught and uh, to and unwilling to be caught and to be brought into obedience. Uh, a, a, God says a horse really doesn't have a cheerful submission. So God said, don't be like a horse because see the, the horse is unwilling. It's unwilling, and the reason why we know that it's, it's unwilling if we look at the other part of that verse number nine. It says whose mouth must be held in with bits and, uh, uh, and bridles, lest they come near unto thee. So, in other words, uh, uh, because the horse is uh, unrestrained, 
then there's something else that had to be there in order for that horse to be restrained. So God says, he says, let me guide you, Brenda, and don't be like the horse. Don't be without understanding. Don't be stupid. Don't be ungoverned. Let, let me teach you. Let me instruct you in, in the way of me, meaning God. And then he says, he says, because see, with that horse, you know, he's so stubborn. Because horses are stubborn, especially a mule. A mule is stubborn. He said, you, you got to have some bits. You got to put a bridle in his mouth. So God says, what, what happens is I'll give you the Holy Ghost. And if you would allow him to, he, and see, the, the Holy Ghost is what, what bridles us sometimes, especially when, when, we, when we want to speak or, or not speak or we want to do or, or not do. It's the Holy Spirit that restrains us or it's God's Word that restrains us. But when we don't do that and allow the Holy Spirit or the Word of God to restrain us, then we'll be like the mute with no understanding. We won't have no understanding. So he said, don't be like that now. You know, God's Word says, don't be like that. He said, if I came to look, because that means if I look, that means I, I've got to obey what he says. And then he said, if I look and obey what he says, then I'm going to have life. I'm going to have eternal life when I'm obedient to what he says. Now, also, let's look at Proverbs, right after Psalms, Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs 11. We won't, we won't be long. Proverbs chapter number 11. We're going to look at verse number 3. Proverbs 11, verse number 3. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're, we are, we're, guided, we're guided by the eye of God. And he says that we're guided by his eye. He gives us instruction. When we look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 3, it says... The integrity of the upright to do what? God. Shall guide them. So God says our integrity. Now look at the words and see what it meant. And in the, in the Hebrew meaning of what it meant in regards to uh, our integrity, these integrity means your innocence. It's your innocence that will, that will guide you. He said, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. So another mechanism... Of, of being guided by the Lord is our integrity. Hmm. That, that's strong. That, that's strong, God. That we can be guided by our integrity. See, God has a lot of ways to guide us. You know, so, so therefore we need to be guided by our integrity according to the Word of God. Now back to Numbers, chapter number 21. Numbers Chapter number 21, uh, back to verse number 5. Verse number 5. Remember now, he's uh, giving us counsel. He's teaching us. He says, look and live. Look and live. Verse number 5 in Numbers, chapter number 21 says, And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die? place of limitations, a place of bondage, in the wilderness. Now, they had forgotten that they had come out of a place of bondage where, where they were doing hard labor. <laughs> they, they, they were using the brick and the mortar. They were doing hard labor, but, 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 but they forgot. They forgot the miracle. They, they forgot the, 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 the manner that God rained down from heaven. That, they forgot the angel food that God gave them, and they wanted to go back. 
So, so they begin to grumble. And, 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 and God says, what happens is this. When we find ourselves, he said, Brenda, when you find yourself murmuring and uh, 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 grumbling, he said, it's because you've left the face of God. You've left the face of me. And I have to swallow that thing. Have to swallow that. Because they begin to complain. He says, for there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our souls low or hate just like bread. In other words, what they said to God, they said to God, God, what you're doing for me ain't good enough. That, that's what they said to God. What you done done, God? I mean, I looked at this thing and I said, they had, they had just encountered a miracle from God. I mean, just encountered a miracle. They had just prayed and asked God to get rid of that wild-ass spirit in their eyes, and God did it, and then they turned right around, and the God, word of God says, they left from that place of devotion. They left that place where they commune with God. And God said, Brenda, whenever you leave that place where you commune with me, you can expect to have some situations to take place in your life. He said, you can't expect it. They, had, they began to grumble. They began to complain. And, and they forgot about the God that had fed them uh, uh, the angel food, you know, from heaven. That they didn't have to labor for it. They didn't have to work for it. The Bible says their shoes didn't even, didn't even wear. I mean, this is the, this is the 38th year. Uh, they had wandered for 40 years. And at this time, they had been wandering for 38 years. And this saw the miracle of God, and, and then they began to complain about, they didn't like what God was doing. Have we, anybody been there beside me? You know, you don't do it, you know, God don't do it the way you want it, <laughs> you know, the way I want it, you know, when God, you know, okay, we start complaining to God. I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the meal you didn't gave me. I, I, I don't like that, you know. I, God, you know, it's like, I won't stay God, but, 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 God say, if, if you just eat some beans and cornbread, that's still fulfilling. It still satisfies the soul. It's still nourishment. But, 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 but God says they complain. And, and watch what happens when we begin to, to leave from that face of God. You know, God does get angry. We do know that. God does get angry. And it says they begin to hate what God was giving them. They hated it. Now watch verse number 6. Verse number 6. Numbers chapter number 21. Verse number 6 says, Now remember now God hearing everything. He's hearing everything. Verse 6 says, and the Lord said, what? Fiery. Not just a serpent. <laughs> Not just serpents, but, but fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people. And much people of Israel died. I said, God, that, 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 that fiery, I said, what does that mean about those fiery serpents? God said, I will send fiery trials and tribulations into your life. And you can rest assured, when you get, when you get bit, God says, you're going to know that it's me. You, you, you're going to know. So God said, I sent this. I, I, I sent these fiery trials among you because you were complaining. You, you forgot my miracle. You forgot who I am. You, you forgot the sovereign one, the Holy Lord. You forgot that I'm the one that provided everything for you, Brenda. He said, you forgot. So what I had to do to get you back on track, I had to send some fiery trials. You know, there are some trials in our life, and then there are some fiery trials in our life. And so, now let's look at Deuteronomy, one book over, chapter number 8. Deuteronomy, chapter number 8, verse number 15. Deuteronomy, chapter number 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy, chapter number 8. 
beginning at verse number 15. And this is what God showed me. It, it blew me away. Deuteronomy chapter number 8, beginning at verse number 15. I, I want to read, I'm going to read 11 and 14 for reading, but the key thing we want to go to is verse number 15. Verse 11 says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Least when thou have eaten and art full and have built goodly houses and dwelt therein. You've got everything going on, so God bless you. And when thy herd and thy flocks multiply, meaning increase, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, because God is a God of multiplication, and all that thou hast is multiplied. In other words, if you're surrounded by increase. God said, beware, don't you forget now. Then 14 says, then, see that's the danger and blessings. Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God. That's why it's so dangerous. God runs a risk when he blesses us. Because we will forget. We will forget the one, the, the, uh, the giver, because then we'll be so focused on the gift. He said, thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of bondage, from the house of bondage. So the Egypt, from the house of bondage, represent bondage. He says, when I bless you, he said, we have a tendency as the people of God to forget it is the Lord that gives us the power to get well. Now, watch verse number 15. 15 says, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness. Hmm. Wherein was fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, and where there was no water, who brought forth the forth water out of the rock of flint. And God says, if you remember in the first part of, 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 of um, Numbers chapter number 21 in that verse 4, when it talks about how they had journeyed from Mount Hur, from the mountain of God, the face of God, they went by the way of the Red Sea. Now God says it's, they were still in the wilderness. They went by the way of the Red Sea. Now remember now, they had already went through the Red Sea. They had already came through the wilderness. Now they're going back the same way. And this is what God showed me. This is what he revealed. He says those serpents, those fiery serpents, was always there. Those fiery trials was always there. You just didn't feel the effect of them. Why? And God said the reason why you didn't feel the effect of them because you were in the face of God, not away from the face of God, and you were protected by the Word. They were, they, you went through the wilderness, and all there's some things in our life that we've never been touched by, but yet they've been there. And the reason why the, uh, they've always been there and they never touched us is because we have found ourselves uh, in God, protected by His Word. By his word. But now, when we begin to operate and lead from the face of God, from the presence of God, God says there's some things that have to happen. Then these same things that didn't touch you before, and the same pathway that you went, now you're going back that way, you're going to pass by that way. He's going to allow those things to touch your life. Hmm. I listen to God when God said that. 
There's some things in my life I hadn't been protected. I've been protected by. But then there's some things when I left the face of God, moved away from God, then you know it's like taking down the hedge. You know how the devil told Job, told God about Job, said you take down that hedge, he'll curse you to your face. Now, see, the, the devil knows some things about us that we we don't think he knows. Because see, he challenged the Satan challenged God and says, you know, Job, you done blessed Job. You done blessed him. You done blessed him mightily. But if you take that stuff he got, I guarantee you, he'll curse you to your face. And you know what? God had so much faith in his son called Job that he told Satan, go ahead. Go, go ahead. He, he, he ain't going to walk away from me. Go ahead. Go ahead and test him. He ain't, that, that ain't going to happen. Go ahead. You see, it, it, not, is it not wonderful that, that the Lord know us? He knows the God in us. He'll know what we do, what we won't do. I mean, that, that, that was, that's powerful. That God was to tell the devil, uh, turn the devil loose. God, that's what he did. He turned the devil loose on Job. He turned him loose on him. Even Job stood against his wife when she told him to curse his God and die. He said, you talk like a foolish woman. You're a fool. Because he knew God. He knew God. He knew God. Now, we're protected by, by the word. Now, verse number 16 in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 16 says, Who fed thee in the wilderness with man? That's that bread that hated. That's that angel food. Which thy fathers knew not. You see, there are some things that we have received that, that, that our fathers or some other people have not a clue on. Says, Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might do what? Humble thee. And that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. That be humble. God said, You got to learn to eat what I give you. Because I'm going to see whether or not you will receive my meal. Because I'm trying to humble you. See, pride is a dangerous thing. It, it, it's, it's a dangerous thing. It, it, it's, a, it's a flip side. you got pride and you got the spirit of humility. They're on the same coin. It's just like when you pull out your, a coin out of your pocket. you got a head on one side and you got a tail on the other side. But they're both on the same coin. That's the same way it is with pride and humility. They're on the same coin. You just got to know which one that got to be, have the flip side up, which is humility and not pride. And verse 17 says, And thou say in thine heart, watch this. That's why there's a danger when God blesses us. And thou say in thine heart, whose power? My power. Not God's power. My power and the might of mine hands have gotten me this way. See, that's why God runs rich when he blesses us, so we forget God. We forget. And we think we didn't done this. No. The word of God said, not by might, nor by power, but God says, by my spirit. See, it, it is God that has given us the power to get well according to his word. Yeah, if, if he didn't raise us up this morning and he didn't give us the activities of our limbs, uh, we couldn't do anything. I mean, that we couldn't even breathe. You know, uh, uh, someone shared with me this week that, that, that their daughter woke up and she, had, she was battling for breath because of her tonsils on the inside. Something had swollen up. And they were battling for breath. If had it not been for God, then what would have happened is we wouldn't be able to breathe. 
I mean, there's so many things in our lives that we take for granted. And God said, one of the things we need to understand that, that as he blesses us, as he gives us, and, and makes sure that we, our heart is not lifted up, and we do not think, we do not think that these things that the Lord has given us is by our own hand, that we have gotten this wealth by our own hand. Now, verse 18 says, but thou shalt remember, hmm, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he, meaning God, that giveth thee power to do what? To get well. We, we can't forget that. We've got to remember that it is God that has given us the power to get well, that he may establish his covenant. God, in other words, God says, I'm showing you that I'm going to keep my part of the bargain. Which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And verse 19 says, And it shall be, if thou do it all, forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them. Now let me tell you something. An idol God, we're not just looking at a statue to be an idol God. Idol God can be anything that takes us away from God. Whether it, whether it be house, whether it be land, whether it be materialistic things, whether it be spouses, whether it be uh, friends, whether it, whether it be uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, whatever allows us to be taken from God, that has become our idol. It don't have to be a statue. Anything that separates us from the Lord. It says, he says, and you should begin to serve them and worship them. This is what he says. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Now, he's not per se uh, thinking about uh, perishing in the physical, but you'll die spiritually. Anytime we find ourselves away from the face of God, we begin to die spiritually. Anything we put before the Lord, we will begin to die spiritually. That's why it's so important to always stay in the Word. That's why it's so important to eat the word daily. That's why it's so important to, to, to commune with God, to pray to God, and, and then sit and, and, and allow the Lord to speak back. Because see, unless he speaks and, and through his word and, 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 and audibly, then what will happen, we'll find ourselves thinking one thing and doing another. We'll, we'll find ourselves not doing what God said. God said, you'll perish. And that's what his word says. God's word is true. He says, let every man's word be a lie, but let God's word be true. And God's word is true. So when we got those things that in our lives, and we all have them, we all have them, those things in our lives that cause us to be separated from God, we'll find ourselves dying spiritually. In other words, spiritually we used to be at one place. And as we allow the, the kids of this world to choke out the word, then we'll find ourselves getting farther and farther and farther and farther from God. But there's a remedy. Go back to, to Numbers chapter number 21. Numbers 21. Numbers 21. God sends those, those fiery trials because, see, none of, you know, when we can recognize when, when, when God is speaking and, and, and things happen in our life, then, then we'll learn from that. We'll know this. Verse number 7 says, Therefore the people came to Moses and said, What? We have seen. 
Whenever we begin to speak against God and, 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 and speak against Moses, because Moses represented the leadership. Whenever you begin to speak against that, because first thing they know now, before now, they've been in the same place. They came through, they came through that Red Sea, they came through that wilderness, but they were not touched by those fiery serpents. So when God sent those fiery serpents because of that, 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 that wild ass spirit, <laughs> as, as it talks about the Arab spirit within us, when, when we begin to, to speak other than what God says, then what happens, God says this, when we begin, we will acknowledge, first thing we will acknowledge when things happen, and if we, if we take the time, thank you, Holy Ghost, if we, and this is when God says, if he's a friend that you take the time to reminisce a little bit. If you take the time to reminisce, you'll know the fact that it says we have sinned. We will acknowledge, in other words, we will acknowledge our wrongdoing. Because in time God begins to move in our life and adversities come, I don't know about y'all, but I start doing inventory. I start doing inventory. Okay, God, what's going on? <laughs> and I begin to put the mirror in bring it. Okay, what have I done, Lord? I mean, what, what do I need to do? Because see, it shows that they acknowledge, and, and it's one thing to, to do wrong, but the second thing is this, you've got to always acknowledge the wrong. Because see, what they, had, what they did right here in verse number 7, it says, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us, and Moses prayed for the people. See, we can, we can, we can intercede. That's why intercession or intercessory prayer is so important. To intercede for others. Because see, so when things can go on in my life, when things can go on in your life, and if we pray with a passion uh, before the Lord, God will move some things. God will take care of that matter. So they begin to ask for prayer. They begin to ask for the, for the Lord to remove those fiery uh, trials from the life. I don't know about y'all, but I'm asking that God move some of these fiery trials I'm having in my life. I don't know about y'all because it don't, it don't always feel good. And for anybody to say, yeah, it feels good, I mean, you, you help me with how you're handling it, whatever God told you how to handle it, then you pass it on to me because I, I want some of that. Amen. I, I want I'm serious. I want some of that. I want, I, I want some of that. I want some of that. It says that he prayed. And look at verse number 8. Watch verse number 8. This is why the Lord says, look and live. Look and live. Because that's always an antidote. Prayer and praise. Okay. Now verse number 8 says, and the Lord said unto Moses, it's interesting the way God does the thing. It says, make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he does what? Looketh upon it shall live. And I said, my Lord, well, help me understand something. Why would you use the same thing that was biting? Why would you use, I mean, it's a fiery trial now. It's, it's a fiery trial. It's, it's that fiery serpent, and it's biting you. Why would you tell the man of God to, to make that image of that same thing of what's really biting me and have me to look at it? Now, for, 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 for a few days, y'all, I've been asking God, I, I, I need to understand. I want to know God because I want to know so why I know it. Help me to understand that that same thing that, 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 that's, that's wearing me out, 
Yeah, you 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 telling somebody you put that on the pole, you and for me to look at it, and once I look at it, I'm gonna get light from it. I I couldn't understand that. I I I, I had a head knowledge, but I didn't have a heart knowledge. So so and, and I'm gonna show you what God said with me. In verse number nine, He said, and this one obedience comes. And and Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man. When he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. He didn't say they weren't going to come no more. Because when you look at verse number 9, it goes on to say that if he was bitten, you know, if he were bitten by that thing, if you were bitten by those fiery trials that takes place in your life, the antidote was looking to the Lord, that's how you're going to live. And I said, okay, God, now I want to know what you mean when you're telling me that that same thing that that's wearing me out, if, if, if I put it on a pole and begin to look at it, uh, I, that I'm going to get life from it. And he says, Brenda, this is, this, this is the answer. And I just got the answer this morning, y'all. I just got the answer this morning, about 6 o'clock. I just got the answer to that point. And the Lord says this. Say when that very thing that, that that that's biting you, or, or, or that, that, that 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 fiery trial that that's that's coming against you, he said when you put it on the pole, he said what's happening is when you take that same that very thing that that's coming against you, when you place it on the pole, it has no more power over you. When you when you take that that very thing that that, that because you remember now what they did was they had left the face of God and, and whenever they left the face of God they began to get in that spirit of, of complaining and grumbling and and God sent those fiery trials in their life He sent that that, that old fiery serpent He said now you take that same thing now it's brass it don't have no life see when it don't have no life it can't affect you it can't hurt you. It might bite you, but you won't feel the effect from it. So he said, if you put it, if you put it on the cross, and, and on the cross, that's it. He said, when you, because really that pole represents the cross. When you put it on the cross, it has no more power over you because then I got it. Meaning then God got it. So he said, you put that thing on the cross, whatever the situation may be in all of our lives, he said, you give it to me, you put it on the cross, he said, and it will have no more power over you, because they ain't got no life no more. Because why? Because it's on the cross. Now Jesus got it. He's got it. So it has no more power over you. But the thing is, God said, you got to look and live. When you look, in other words, there has to be a spirit of obedience in it. Because it, it, it talks about they kept on getting bit. But it also talks about how some of them still die. So that let me know if, you, if for them to still die, that means there were some that refused to look and get life. Yeah, it'd be crazy now if, if, if God gives us an antidote to, for, to, for, for, for if we got, if we got, say for instance, we got cancer. And all of a sudden they say, we got this miraculous drug. That, 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 that when you when when they, they give you that radiation or that chemo uh, that chemo and whatever it is that they have that it can give you life, I'd be crazy if I know I got it and uh, don't take the antidote because I'm asking for death, I'm wanting to die. But God says, you know, the antidote to us is take that which which is killing us and put it on the cross because see when you put it on the cross, death comes to it. It has no more power over us. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise because we're going to look and live. Look and live.